Good morning. It's Thursday, December 8th. Pretend to be a time traveler day. Thanks. I hate it. Nothing breaks my brain like time travel, specifically the kind of time travel in the third Harry Potter, where you can like see different versions of yourself as you travel through time, as if timelines exist on the same plane. Even right now, as I'm thinking about it, I'm getting very stressed. I have to get out of this opening because I hate time travel. It stresses me out. And now the news. All right, as promised, by popular demand, like I said I do yesterday, and everyone's been like, but Kim, you have to do it. Let's talk about why 50 senators is cool. But you know what's really cool? 51 senators. As I mentioned in yesterday's episode, Georgia Senator Warnock won his runoff election and will, after four elections, finally get to serve his first full six-term year in the Senate because of how he had four elections in two years. Wild. Last month, we already knew the Democrats would hold the Senate majority, so what is the difference between 50 senators and 51 senators? Well, first of all, let's start with the blanket. Every breath of relief about this race is multiplied infinitely just by the fact that Herschel Walker will not be a senator. But let's talk about all of it outside of that. With 100 senators, the odds of a tie on a vote mathematically exist. And when that happens, the VP, who is also the president of the Senate, will serve as a tiebreaker. Since our Veep is a Democrat, Democrats technically have had the majority in the Senate for the last two years. But in a Senate like this, where one party wants to pass laws and the other one's like, let's not. Would be better, right? To chill? Like, just to, just to chill? They tie often, which means Kamala's got to get over there and cast that tiebreaker vote a lot. How much is a lot? To date, in her two years in office, she ranks third in all of VPs through history for number of tie-breaking votes cast, with that number sitting at 26. She is only behind John Adams at 29 and John Calhoun at 31. For context, that's 26 votes in two years. Lin-Manuel Miranda's John Adams had 29 votes over eight years, and John Calhoun, whose official portrait looks like he just heard you say you've never heard Kelly Clarkson's Wrapped in Red, and he is shocked also needed eight years to get to his 31 tie-breaking votes. Kamala only needed two years because this Senate is so deeply divided. By the way, in the top 10 for all tie-breaking votes, the only other VP that did not exist in the 17 and 1800s is Mike Pence. He sits at number eight with just 13. So yeah, Kamala would probably love to not always have to be in D.C. just in cases. But beyond that, the biggest thing that makes 51 senators versus 50 senators great is confirming judges, which is done on a simple majority vote. So this will be much easier. And as we know, judges, oh, they vital. I mean, listen, this is all just like judicial fan fiction. But can you imagine if Justice Alico was impeached within the next two years? What a bop. It also gives Democrats a little wiggle room when it comes to senators like Prince Houseboat, Joey Manchi who just spent two years pretending like he was the president because his vote made so much difference in the Senate. Without him, Democrats couldn't get to 50 votes, and he knew it. Dude basically fueled his houseboat on the steam that came out of my ears when I thought about it. Full disclosure, I do not know how houseboats are fueled. Now, the sun does not rise and set on his vote alone. That matters. This is great. 51 senators is a big deal, and it's worth celebrating. So here's where things stand. The Democrats officially hold the Senate at 51 seats to 49, And over at the House, where all seats are finally accounted for, 
No surprise here, by a narrow margin, the Republicans take the House at 221 to 213. One seat is still being counted, that's Lauren Boebert's seat in Colorado, but her opponent has already conceded, despite Boebert only having a 550-vote lead. We'll see you in 2024, Bobes. That nine-seat advantage that the Republicans have will be interesting to watch. Some of those new House members are from more moderate districts and might not be so quick to jump on the Republicans' current legislative plan of, hey, let's just, like, investigate people that annoy us. So it'll be interesting to see how the next two years play out. And that, my friend, officially closes out Midterm Madness Season 2022. Trump crime update time! I'm tired of talking about this guy edition. Lawyers for Trump found at least two classified items in a Florida storage unit that Trump uses. They were found by an outside team that Trump hired after a federal judge pressed his legal team to admit, oh yeah, no, we didn't give you everything, probably. Let me double check though, you're right. Yeah, you, no, we should, we should take a double check. The papers were mixed in with other things like clothes, gifts, and wrestling belts, which is how I remembered that Trump used to do a bunch of stuff with WWE. So weird. What a weird dude. Why did people vote for him? Anyway, just like at Mar-a-Lago, the files were not cataloged. The items were immediately turned over to the FBI. And while this is, of course, a developing story, the current takeaway here is that the Florida Golf Club, where the president lives, but like kind of anyone can go, is not the only place where the president stashed the highly confidential documents he never once read while our taxes paid his and his whole family's salary, but he did call dibs on them for reasons no one knows and took them while no one was looking. So more to follow as we find out where the rest of his hiding spots are, I guess. Hours after Peru's President Castillo moved to dissolve Congress and put in an emergency government, an attempted coup condemned by those in the Peruvian government as well as internationally, the country's Congress voted to impeach him. The country's VP will be sworn in as the new president. And speaking of coups, which is a significant bummer of a segue and not at all a joke, 25 people were arrested in Germany on conspiracy to overturn, quote, the existing state order in Germany based on democracy using violence and to replace it with their own state. Important story in general, but also close to home, as German officials say the suspects included members of several far-right extremist groups and QAnon followers, as well as people that belong to a movement that believes Germany's current constitution is invalid. Which, um, boy, sounds a whole lot exactly like the guy running for president here in America on the Republican side. This story, as well as the story out of Peru, are both important and complex. I'm coming back to them tomorrow, but didn't want them to get missed today. North Carolina's governor announced yesterday that while schools remain closed today, Duke Energy is expected to have power restored to Moore County soon. It's possible it may even be restored by the time you're hearing this. A reward totaling $75,000 has been announced from the state, as well as Duke Energy and Moore County, for information leading to the arrest of the person or persons who shot at two electrical substations. And that's it. That's the news, kind of. To be honest, there's more. So come back tomorrow to hear all about the things I wanted to talk about today, but couldn't because all the coups ruined everything. I'm proud of people who don't attempt coups and ruin my rundown. Also, people who don't time travel, I guess. Time travel's not, if time travel was real, I would have already, I would be here in this episode saying like, it's fine. So I don't, ugh, whatever. Uh, but more than that, more than like how frustratingly confused I am every single time I see Harry and Hermione throwing a rock 
And then it hits. I, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Just I'm proud of you. 